Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. I am so, so grateful to be here with you today. There is a lot happening on the planet. There's a lot happening in our lives, mine included, and Today I want to bring in <clears throat> the reminder that happiness is a choice. And I think that this is um this is forgotten again and again and again. And I will say that there are aspects of us like our ego that benefit from us forgetting that happiness is a choice. Because as the ego would have it, happiness would be a byproduct of doing what it says to do, of being good, of using judgment on a, you know, on a continuous basis to navigate the world. So I'm here to say that that isn't true, that all navigating with ego in a driver's seat will always end in a search for happiness versus being happy. So if I come back again, happiness is a choice. Now, when I say that, then you're like, but I want to be happy, but I'm not. It's important to look at the fact that first comes the choice. And as we choose it, as in the instant that we choose it, we can unchoose it. All right, but we can continue to choose it. And this is where affirmations can be extremely important. What's happening for a lot of people is that they get that the ego is not who they are. They get that the ego is a tool, but they haven't yet got that their mind is a tool also. Their mind is a tool and it is not who they are. And we think because it has all these stored memories of who we are, that it is who we are. But that mind is no more who you are than your computer is who you are. But when we misappropriate it, then we begin to think that whatever shows up on this organic computer or whatever shows up on my computer in my home is dictating what I should do, where I should go, what opportunity to take. And the computer can never know that. It can only rehash the past. So this is a hard, this is like a difficult thing for many people because those thoughts that you're having are not who you are. They're just fragments of a hard drive going through its memory. And you just happen to be tuning into that. Happiness is not going to have anything to do with the mind or anything to do with the ego. Happiness is the choice to be in alignment with consciousness, in alignment with all that is. Now, that's huge, right? But let me tell you, your beingness knows happiness. Your beingness knows. So if instead of trying to figure out how to make it happen... You just simply said, today I choose happiness. 
this moment, I choose happiness. In this situation, I choose happiness. In this disagreement, I choose happiness. In this job opportunity, I choose happiness. In moving, I choose happiness. In my relationships, I choose happiness. We just choose happiness. And when we choose that, the mind, being the phenomenal tool that it is, will begin to make that happen. It is a phenomenal tool. It is not your identity. So happiness is a choice, and yet most people would rather look for justification for why they aren't happy. This is an ongoing plague of sorts. It's like uh, someone chasing their tail, basically. So when we choose happiness, then we choose gratitude. We choose awareness for the things that are around us that are lovely and wonderful and bring us joy. Now, there is another aspect to this whole thing. If you are not consciously choosing happiness, if you choose, for instance, if you choose sadness, if you choose loneliness, if you choose anger, then these are the situations that you will find reoccurring around you. And the reason is because we always are seeking a match. Like we, it's like a, the mind is a tool. It is a, a, a seek and find tool. And so whatever it is frequency wise that we are setting as our choice, the mind will go and confirm that. It will go and find evidence to confirm that. And this is why we have to choose happiness. I choose happiness. I choose joy. I choose peace. I choose ease. I choose effortlessness. But when, watch your language. Watch your language. Pay attention to other people's language. And you can see very plainly exactly what they choose. My life is hard. Life is hard. I always get sick. These are the statements that are manufacturing that. They're manufacturing that because the mind will go on a search and find mission to support that. So what is it that you want to support? What is your choice? So let's take it another step further. Say your choice is anger. Then the things that are going to feel most resonant with you familiar to you will be things that reside in the frequency of anger. So if you want happiness, but you're choosing anger or sadness, it's not going to feel good. You could have happy happening all around you and it's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel it's not going to feel resonant. It will feel discordant because it all starts with what you choose to align with. You can't choose to align with anger and then feel harmonious with joy. They're two different 
key signatures. They're two different, you know, like, uh, what do they call those things? Modes. It's a two different scale modes, you know, like it's just, they don't go together. What does go together with the anger frequency is anger things. Those will feel good to you because those will feel harmonious. Other, if we choose the frequency of anger, then episodes of anger will feel harmonious. (coughs) And just as likely, if we choose ease, then episodes of ease will feel harmonious. If we choose sadness, then we will find things that bring us sadness and those things will feel familiar and, and in, be interpreted as good. This is real to me. This makes sense to me. This is harmonious to me. And this is why I say it is up to the user who wants to feel the good in the happiness, the good in the joy, the good in playing with others, being with others, opportunities, nature. You have to choose the frequency of nature. To feel harmonious with nature, you choose the frequency of nature. To feel harmonious with your family, you have to choose the frequency of the family. Now, families have a wide range of frequencies. You know, there'll be the frequency with Uncle Albert in the room, and then there's the frequency in the kitchen, and there's the frequency in front of the uh, football game and at the dinner table. And there is a, there's an, like, a pattern like that people will get into unaware. But if you choose awareness, you can harmonize with these different like fields of energy. Just like we can choose to harmonize in the post office, we can choose to harmonize in a grocery store. Now, sometimes what I do is I don't want to harmonize with strangers. So what I do is I expand out my heart energy. I expand out my heart energy so that I have a bubble. Now, this bubble can be pretty far out there. In which case, other people will not necessarily feel harmonious in your atmosphere, in your sphere, and they will have to, like, they will find, like, I mean, it's so crazy how we think, oh, I forgot my keys at home. Oh, I forgot this. I have to turn around. But in reality, we don't want to be in that space. You know, but there's stories to account for everything. But if what we came down to instead... How does this serve me and how does this not serve me? We would go so much further. We would go so much further because we wouldn't be judging that thing out there, but recognizing our own journey. And in choosing to recognize our journey, we can make the alter, alterations in moment by moment situations that continually serve us. Because we're choosing to serve our journey, you know, like serving the highest good of self, which is the highest good of all. And that level of awareness is so powerful. It is so powerful. When we choose 
a low frequency. We tend to not choose that willingly. We tend to like, that's a default. That's like a, an old pattern that we've fallen back into. And what happens is, and especially now, when we go into those defaults, we attract that which we don't want, ultimately, which won't bring us happiness because just bringing us more of whatever that frequency is. Now, let's add on to this another great reason. You know, if you need a why, if it's not why enough that the people around me would have a better experience if I was in a higher frequency place, if that's not a good enough why, if it's not a good enough why that if I'm in a higher frequency place, higher frequency opportunities will come to me. If that's not enough, then know this that in choosing low frequency, whether you realize it or not, you are making yourself open and available to an unseen world that benefits from your negativity. And yes, if it isn't positive, it's negative. So there is an unseen world feeding on your negativity. The same way that we have insects and stuff that clean up dead animals and dead debris and they come and we live with them. These insects, they're the cleaner uppers of this field. Then I would even beg to um, argue that there are are non-physical things that clean up negative energy. Hmm. Because otherwise, this world would just be blah. This is nature's way of balancing. It will, it'll take it away with the wind. But there are these things, and I don't know what they are. I've never seen them. I've heard about them. But when we are negative, we invite these creatures very close to us in our homes. And because they are a resonance, for this, this low frequency that we're in or this negativity, they feel okay. And then we have stories used to justify, like they're not actually here to clean up our energy so we feel better. They just feed on it. You know, a spider isn't doing a service to the world like cleaning up the flies. That's just a byproduct of what it does. So these creatures are here to feed on your negativity. And so in some cases, it's very possible that they are invested in you having more negativity because the more negativity you produce, the more there is for them to feed on. And this sounds really cuckoo crazy, but this is, this is, a type of symbiosis that happens at a non-physical level. There is energy. I, we know there's energy. We know we give off energy. We know there's electricity we can't see. So there is also this other, whatever it is. And I don't know, like I said, but I know people who can see it and I believe them because I have felt it. When I go into a negative energy, sometimes I feel there's something fueling that. And it takes a lot more conscious willpower to take a step out of it and stop it. And you can almost feel this 
this like a hunger or addictive kind of feeling of getting in it and getting more of it, getting more angry, getting more loud, getting more violent. And that could very well be you being aided by this thing, which will benefit from that outburst, from that situation. So that's another why, not a pretty one, but it's a great one why you might want to choose a higher frequency, why you might want to choose happiness, because these creatures will not be around if you choose happiness. These creatures do not exist in a high frequency environment for there's nothing to feed on. Now, it's interesting. If you have any curiosity about that, I would recommend a show that used to be on, I think Amazon, but maybe Netflix. It was called Yo-Kai Watch. And um, Yo-Kai, Yo-Kai, I think it was Y-O-K-A-I, Yo-Kai Watch, like the watch you wear on your wrist. Um, And it's a children's show, but the Japanese are teaching their children about these energy vampires. They're these energy beings that feed on negative energy. So episode after episode, you may find yourself in there. You may see yourself in one of these uh, victims. I, I hesitate to use the word victim. In the show, they appear to be victims of these entity attachments. I want to tell you now that if you begin an affirmation of choice in the frequency that you want, you will be taking the steps to change your life. But it has to be like more important to change the frequency than it is to believe in the stories or prove with stories and justify why it can't be so. I hear a lot of stories, a lot of stories, and stories can be so simple. And we know it's a story when there's justification or defense in it justification or defense. Something is either serving your higher good or it's not. And we don't have to write a story around it. We can just simply know. And when we make a valid choice, and all choice is valid, but when we make a valid choice of anger, then it doesn't serve our highest good to put ourselves in joyful situations because our choice is anger. And the disharmony that we will feel will not be therapeutic. If you want to put yourself into a joyous environment, then choose the frequency of joy before you enter it. All choice is valid. We want to get away from the judgment. We want to get away from like, oh, this is a good choice and this is a bad choice. You know, all negative is bad and all positive is good. We want to get away from the judgment because we want alignment, which comes before judgment, before judgment. Ego is the judge. It is the judge, right? Um, Outside of God, ego is a tool for judging and, and like examining and contrasting things. When we use it to defend and um, establish rightness in our lives, we are misappropriating it. It is purely for the, for the objectivity of creativity. That's it. 
Do I choose the blue crayon or the red crayon? Therein lies the contrast and the ego assists us in making a choice. Maybe the mind is too. So that is no longer, like we don't want to consider that an option anymore. So all choice is valid. Choosing sadness is just as valid as choosing happiness or love. It is a choice. And if you're making it, then there's a purpose that it is here to serve you. Find the purpose in it and you'll be more likely and more willing to move on from that frequency. Because ultimately, ultimately, the joy of being in alignment is, is just not to be, not to be uh, what do you call it, dumbed down or traded in. You know, like it's, it's there for the taking and, and it would be wonderful if more of us took advantage of that. Pretty awesomeness. Pretty, pretty awesome. So on that note, I will um, be saying goodbye and have a glorious, glorious day. The world is ready for you today. Make a choice. Love you. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or... 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.